welcome to First in Felonia. This is our week nine episode. And man, Andrew, what a week it was last week. I think your favorite team had a pretty uh pretty big win, even though NC State wasn't playing. Who was that? Uh over in uh Charlottesville, Virginia, big win here for the uh, Cavaliers uh, over UNC. Was, uh was not gonna bring it up, but now that you said it. I reckon it's now basketball season for the Tar Heel faithful. Now, in all honesty, let's be honest. Is that one of the biggest upsets in college football history? I wouldn't go as far as saying history, but as far as... This year, for for sure. For for this year, yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest. But, I mean, if you really watched the game and you looked at it, I mean, UVA played... I mean, they played good football. I mean, they played great football, you know, the whole year, minus like JMU and like the second or third week. But like I said, man, I like Tony Elliott. It's just tough to recruit there. Yeah. But uh, with the academics being so high as well. Yeah. uh, Who was Des Kitchens? Roper Kitchens. He called a good game on the offensive side. Yeah, uh, kept UNC, but I mean, he's also seen UNC. He was at NC State, so he knows. So, kudos yeah. to UVA, man. Mike Hollins had a good game. That was one of my players last week for uh, Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah. No, I just thought it was interesting. Um, definitely wanted to start that off with you since uh, you started off hot, and then I caught caught back up with the game picks. We both finished with the same record once again, but. Um, there's some other really good games as well, but before we even get into the game, some other things have been popping off even further, and I wanted to have a brief conversation about it. I didn't put it on our text, but I know that you've been hearing about it, and that's the Michigan cheating scandal. Um, we talked about it briefly last week. Uh, more has come out. This Connor uh, Stallions guy has is a his grad assistant, went over, over 33 games or something like that in the last three years. Um, or no, excuse me, over 40 some games in the last three years um, has there's video evidence now of him um, video recording the play sheets and the play calls like hand signs on the other team behind their bench in the stands. Um, Mind you, he's buying 40 yard line tickets, 50 yard line tickets on a $55,000 a year salary. Um, just didn't know if you had any thoughts on the Michigan cheating scandal, anything like that, before I kind of give my two take or two cents on it. I mean, it's it's happening everywhere in college football. They just right. get caught, right? I mean, it's you know, it's one of them. It's just like the Houston Astros bullcrap. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's happening all through. You know, a team's having success or whatever. To me. I shouldn't even say that it's great for the game, but I kind of like it because it makes other teams have to dig deep into the playbook or do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying. Michigan's the only team – Michigan's the only team, though, that's been busted with it. It's kind of funny to me because you got Harbaugh that, what, missed the first three or four games, and now this is coming out. It's like it's always something – with that program, but I mean, it's happening all through college football. You can say what you want, but it is. I th- I think it's kind of two-sided, right? Um, we can look at it. Yes, every team does it, 
But as soon as you bring technology and recording into it, I think that crosses the line. Um, and let me kind of just put some more background into it as well. Before 2021, Jim Harbaugh was 42 and 22 or something, something along those lines, which is not, not very good for Michigan standard. Since then, he's 33 and three with only losing to teams in the playoff to where he could not do that over scouting. So I think, you know, it, it is a bigger scandal. One, because it's Michigan. Two, because of those two stats right there, which could or could not correlate to it. Because what Dion say? What did half the other coaches say? You can even mail them the playbook. They still got to stop it. And the other teams just didn't stop it. But my thing is, I would be another, you know, push it under the rug, do whatever. It doesn't, doesn't really matter until that there's now there's over an hour's worth of video evidence of different games of like 10 different games of them recording it on a phone. As soon as you bring technology into it, I think that's where it kind of crosses the line. And I'm not saying every other team doesn't do it. Michigan got caught. If this was any other team, I feel like it would be the same. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't want it in the game. Unfortunately, it's there. I'm fine with sign stealing. If it's sign stealing in the game, you're realizing what the team's doing and you're stealing it or something that you have scouted uh, from prior years. Like, you know, like that's fine. Like that's a part of the game. Um, but as soon as technology is brought into it, I think that's where it crosses the line. And that's where, that's where I, I say, you know, you know, throw the book at him at this point. Um, but with that being said, doesn't matter. Harbaugh's going to the NFL after this year because this is a second scandal in a year. Yeah, can you do you agree with that? Do you think he's going to be? I don't think he's going to stay at Michigan after this year. I think this is his last year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to help him enough if he wins it. But I mean, yeah. really and no, truly, sure. if he's having this much, if he's having this much heat, you know, as of right now, I mean, how can you go through another year to go through right. this and you got? Bowl bans, you know, and all this other uh, crap. Recruiting sanctions, bowl bans, fine. Yeah. See, I'm I was fine with the cheeseburger thing. Like, like you bought a kid a cheeseburger, whatever. Who gives a shit, right? Like, but as soon as as soon as technology gets into a recording, that like I don't know, maybe maybe we're just I I don't want to spend spend too much time on it because every other college football podcast is spending time on it. I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts, and we did have a little bit of a different. uh different view on it but you know it it, it is kind of interesting to kind of see the fact of it um okay uh next big thing of news uh and then we'll get into the fun little game that i have as well um quinn ewers seems to be out three to four weeks looks like it might be malik murphy or the arch manning show um just off the cuff who would you be more excited to see malik murphy is huge and he's gonna be starter next year if he's not at texas See, to me, that's a toss-up. So, if Manning does not get the nod, he's transferring. He's going to Bama. I don't think so. I don't think so. You think? Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, if, he does not get the, if he does not get the nod, he has to wait behind a quarterback. Let's say the kid comes in and he plays his ass off three years. He's not going to sit there and wait. He's going to so, go where he's going to play. That's an interesting take. I think I think um, Malik Murphy's going to play, and I think he's going to do well enough that he's going to be the one that transfers because they're going to want to play Arch next year. 
Well, if that's going to be the offense manager, you might as well just go ahead and let Malik play. But if he doesn't produce, you, you put, I mean, put in our season. Are you going to yank him out? Yeah. But are you going to yank him out? Yeah. So it's pretty much like a so it's pretty much like a quarterback battle at this point. I I think that's what next year going to do. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I know it's BYU, and I don't think B, I think BYU. BYU. Well, anybody can say what they want. BYU has also been very famous for upsetting big teams. No, and that's year. that's that's very fair. I I think I think that Texas is a solid enough team that it's not going to matter. I think we do see both quarterbacks in this game, and then going forward, we'll figure it out. I mean, but you have to put Arch Manning into the mix just to see what you have and what yeah. he's doing as far as a collegiate athlete. You know what I mean? He's not in high school anymore. So the, reason know- w- the reason why I say Arch wouldn't transfer if he doesn't play is because of his family. Now, if he doesn't start next year, he will transfer. But I think for this year, I don't think if he doesn't play, I don't think it hurts him. I don't think it's going to hurt Texas. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I mean – yeah, I'm not stupid. I'm not you don't have to be like Coach Dow. <laughs> yeah, well, no, sense. I just want to make sure my my thinking makes sense because sometimes it doesn't. Um, no, I'm with <laughs> you. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's get into this game. I think it was a fun little game last week where I gave you two quarterback stats and you kind of uh, picked the one that you liked better. Um, and I already told you I'm not going to pick any Drake May, Tez Walker, or any of the UNC people. Um, but I am going to pick two – uh, high profile players, I think, going forward and uh, kind of compare them because I think these two, I, I think one player, one of these two is very high profile. Um, and one of them, I think, has proven himself this year to be one of the better ones. Um, so the first person, two wide receivers, okay. Uh, first person, 42 catches, 766 yards, uh, 18.2 yards per catch, and six touchdowns on the year. Uh, and then the second person is 61 catches, 905 yards with uh, 14.8 yards per catch with six touchdowns on the season. Now, the first one plays for a very, very good team, doesn't necessarily play the full game in all the games. The second one plays for a very, very good team, but does play the full game in every single one of the games. All right, so I pretty much got this narrowed down. One of them's got to be Jamar Thrash from Louisville. No, I looked at him, but that's not him. Am I uh, wrong? Conference right, for me. both. There are two separate AC. conference. The first, the first one is in the Big Ten. The second one is SEC. You got me in both because I don't follow. Well, which one? Which one would you? Which one would you prefer? The uh, they both have six touchdowns. Uh, the difference is uh, 19 catches in difference um, and 250 yards in difference, but the one that has less catches gets more yards per catch uh, than the other. And there's not a wrong choice here, I don't think. I have to. I mean, I have to go with getting you get more yards per catch. I mean, it, you, that's helping you get first downs. That's right. helping you move the chains. So you picked Marvin Harrison Jr., which. I, oh. we, I think we all can say he's probably the best wide receiver of the group. Uh, the other guy was, was uh, Luther Burden III uh, from Missouri. And I think he has 
brought his stock up there to be one of the better playmakers um, of the year. So this time you picked the the bigger name, unlike last time where you picked my boy Graham Mertz. <laughs> but Marvin Harrison Jr. and and I'll talk a little bit about it here um, going forward. Marvin Harrison Jr. I think is the reason why Ohio State won that game. Without a doubt, because if you ha- if he plays in the white and blue, I think it's the I think it's the other way around. But we'll go we'll go into that because I'm sure we'll both talk about it. Uh, and the last little section here is the review of the ACC. Now in the ACC, we both had Clemson and FSU in the finals, and I think we both picked Clemson to win it. Uh, our foot is in our mouths. Um, I don't think that that <laughs> that's going to be the case anymore. Um, FSU for sure. Um, but I think the FSU, uh, I think they can st- still lose a game. They almost lost to Duke uh, last week. There's a bunch of teams in the running. Um, what what are your thoughts here of the um of the would you would you like to take your your pick back of Clemson winning it because they're they're still technically in it. I don't know, man, because. Really, the the biggest standout to me is Florida State. Right. And even though Duke has, what, two losses? So, Duke – or here's the teams in – in uh, uh, who, who is who is in contention? So, in contention, Florida State, zero losses um, in the ACC – Louisville, North Carolina, Duke, Virginia Tech have one loss. Boston College and Georgia Tech have two losses. Miami, NC State, Virginia have two losses. Um, Who have three losses is Clemson, Wake Forest, Pitt, and Syracuse. So there's a world where Virginia Tech might get in the championship game. So realistically, I See, think Clemson's I out. I would. I want to take my my pick back. Clemson's yeah. out. Yeah, I, I Clemson, think Florida State's going to do I think it. Clemson out. But I think if Florida State trips up even one time, they're not making the college football playoff. No, no, they're not. They have to go undefeated to, to me, make the college football playoff. Yeah, especially in the ACC. If I had to pick. Me, man, it had to be between Louisville and Miami. Am I wrong? I th- I think you might be. Now, here's the schedule. Check this out. Uh, Syracuse this week at Louisville, at Boston who's, College, who's this NC who's State. This at, let me that's say Miami. Nope, that's Miami. Okay, well, let's... oh, that's 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 Carolina. You no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Syracuse at Louisville at Boston College. College at NC State at Virginia, or that's Virginia Tech. That's Virginia Tech. Or would you rather have Virginia at NC State at Florida State, Louisville, or Boston College? That's Miami. That's Miami. I think Virginia Tech has. I got to go with Virginia Tech on that one. Uh, yeah, Virginia Tech has a shot. I like Miami. I think Miami has. So Miami has what two lo- three losses on the season, two losses on the uh, season. They shouldn't have. No, I think it's two. They have two losses on the season, and they should have won both of those games, right? 
They should have beat Georgia Tech. Yeah. And well, oh, no, the UNC, right. UNC beat the shit out of them. So they should only have one loss on their seat on their season. And it should right. be Georgia Tech. But if Tech loses tomorrow night, Syracuse, it's over with. You have to go with Miami. You have to go with Miami. I think you have to go with UNC. Because the no, you don't. They have, they're Dave, at Clemson. no one has UNC's number. They're at Clemson is the only tough. I, okay, they're at NC State. But see, I think I think this is where this is where it gets really interesting because I think we all can make arguments for. I mean, sh- as bad as Virginia Tech is, you can make an argument that they can win that schedule. As bad as Duke is, yeah, I mean, but they can also turn they can also turn it around from what they started off and went out. Right. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, you can make the arguments. I mean, Duke Duke has a favorable schedule, too, except for the at North Carolina. They got Louisville. Yeah, they got at Louisville. They're beating Carolina. Carolina. At North Carolina. They're beating Carolina. Virginia and Pitt. I think think this is the year where we're going to see an ACC team that has maybe three conference losses in the conference final. So Clemson still has a shot. Every team. That's what I'm saying. I think I think this is more wide open than we predicted. So that brings so this brings me to my next question to you. Do you think it's a down year for the ACC, or do you think the competition is starting to stiffen up a little bit? Um, depends on which team you're looking at. Down year for Clemson, All right. but up up year for ev- almost everybody else. All right, well, we're so used to Clemson winning, what, the last 10 to 12 years? Right. All right, they have one bad year. That's not saying they're not going to come in next year and blow everybody away, but... They're not because they're not going to go the transfer bad... portal. No, Dabo's against them. Right, that's what I'm saying. I think I think this is the end of Clemson. Unless they change their think... way. That's a bold prediction, I understand. I don't know, but regardless of the situation, I definitely – I like the fact that there's new teams coming out of the ACC that can contend. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that I wouldn't – you know, the best – it. I don't – I give credit when credit's due. If you're a good team and you win in the ACC and you can win by three points in a tough stadium, you can come out of there with a win. A win is a win. No, I but, agree. But for me – Okay, so Clemson I, – I don't think Clemson's in it for the championship. I don't. I think they have one more loss in there. I, I told you last week, if they lose to Miami, they're going to lose at least one more game. Well, that's going to bring me to my next point. But I think you go ahead and write Clemson off of it. I think it's going to come down to Miami. more of a FSU, Duke, Miami. Yeah. UNC, maybe. I think – Whatever, I'm not talking about that. But you have to. I don't like Virginia man. Tech. No, I'm not. I refuse. I don't. <laughs> I'm not. This, I'm not this reminds me I'm of not. 2007, man. Like this. We're talking about. Okay, well, this also reminds me. This also reminds me of 2000, 2009, 2010. When UNC had 
TJ Yates. They came into Carter Finley. And guess what happened? Blocked field goal. And that shattered everything for UNC. Yeah. Look what happened last year. UNC, when they lose one game, they're vulnerable after that. No, you're I right. I stand by that statement. No, and I'm, right. I stand by that statement. You're right. I, I think it's interesting. So I can't I can't see UNC to do I can't see UNC. If I had to pick, I have to go with Florida State, Miami. Yeah. Duke, Louisville, and Miami. That would be my like my top. Yeah, I think I would go Florida State for sure. And then beyond that, Duke, Miami, and then it's another tier where it's pretty much everybody else. Yeah. Be interesting next year when Elko's at Michigan, so. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about last week here. Uh, we'll, we'll run through these pretty quickly. Um, so go ahead and give me your game of the week and player of the week. Game of the week, I had to go with Utah and USC. Game one of the field Caleb Williams cannot, cannot beat Utah, and I love it. Player of the week to me, man, is Jordan Travis. 27 to 36, 268, yeah. two touchdowns, one INT, and he played a really good defense. So That game was really that. close to the end, too. Yeah, it was. So that's who I got for game yeah. of the week and player of the week. I feel like you can pick multiple games. The Clemson-Miami game, the overtime thriller. Um, Bama versus Tennessee. I thought Tennessee was going to roll, and then Nick Saban just unzipped his pants and put his meat on the table and said, you can't beat me. Um, that was an amazing comeback. 28 points or whatever it was. Um, my player – but so I'm going to go Bama-Tennessee because I thought I had that game in the bag, and then it, they just lost it. And then uh, my player of the week is Marvin Harrison Jr. because – the refs screwed Penn State over on that holding call. There was a defensive touchdown. Yes, it was holding, but it was nowhere in the play vicinity, so it shouldn't have been called, I don't think. Um, but when it counted, Marvin Harrison Jr. stepped up and balled out. Like, he he's the reason why I think Ohio State won the game. Um, the difference was the both defense, very solid. Both quarterback plays, average. Both running back plays, average. The difference was... Ohio State has receivers. Penn State does not. Um, this is a good game. It was a very defensive game, very good game, which leads me to I called it. Yeah, and it was you were you were right when you said when you said under and a slugfest. I was like, are you sure? But you were right. I'll give you the, I'll give you the flowers. That's why you're my first winner of the week for calling that. The under in that game here uh, got Andrew for the winner of the week. Um. I got Ohio State because uh, they're. I think they're the most complete team out there. Um, Washington because oh, they survived a let a letdown game barely, no offensive touchdown, um, and then Bama. I when we doubt Nick Saban, what does he do? He wins. So those are my winners of the week. Winners for me, I had Mizzou. They still continue to impress me. Played They're a really good, good South Carolina team, even though it didn't show up on paper. I had FSU and I had Utah. Utah's uh, good, man. You, were, you looked at me cross-eyed when I said that they would win. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, my last but not least winners of the week is the University of Virginia. 
You're not going to pick another team up there in the mountains on 81? Nope. Nope. Uh, JMU don't play anybody. We're off that topic. <laughs> the losers of the week. Um, I Penn State. They just show that they don't have any offensive weapons outside their two running backs. Um, I think they're a year ahead. I think they'll be good next year. Texas. I think they'll be fine, but losing yours is going to hurt them. Um, and then Michigan. I mean, good. The whole state, not even University of Michigan. The whole state of Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State, both of them, like they're they're just catching L's left and right, man. Yeah, losers for me. I went with uh, USC. Finally, they're getting opened up like a can of Portland beans. I've told you before and before, year after year, they're always ranked inside the top ten. But when they finally play somebody worth a crap, look what happens. Yep. I can't stand it. It burns my ass up. Second, I got South Carolina. To me, I don't know if Shane Beamer is going to be on the hot seat or what, but I know the faithful down there is not going to be pleased. I I just don't understand what's going on down there. They had a lot of returning starters, a lot of returning players. He's been down there for three, four years. I hope the fan base is patient because I really do like Shane Beamer, but yeah, yeah I, don't, I really don't know. Then I had Iowa. I know they lost the quarterback, but still, man. That geez, last well, play that we, they had, they got screwed too. Yeah, I know. So I was kind of disappointed with them. Finally getting ranked into the top 25. And last but not least, I had the University of the North Carolina Tar Holes losing with Mac Brown once again. I just I don't I don't have words for your victory laps. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I love it. I can't stand it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and get into these games because picks. because it is it is now officially basketball season in Chapel Hill, and I love it. Let's go ahead and get into the uh, picks this week. We got some pretty good games. Last week was a very good slate. I think we have a pretty good one this year, and I I have some teams that are on upset alert. Um, but let's go ahead and start with the biggest spread of the day. We have BYU at Texas. Texas is favored by 17 and a half. You think Texas gets it done? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it matters for the quarterback uh, this game. The, I do worry, like you said, BYU do play, does play up to competition. But this game I'm not worried about. It would be the next one. Um, Next game here is Colorado at UCLA. UCLA is favored by 17 points. This line really confused me because I don't know if UCLA is 17 points better than Colorado. I wouldn't say they're 17 points, but they're playing more consistent than Colorado. I'm not taking nothing away from Shadur Sanders. I mean, he's throwing the piss out the ball, and I mean, he's – they're making plays, but I've got UCLA in this one. It's at home. Yeah. Something about that UCLA team, I think next year in the preseason, they're going to start cranking up a little bit and getting into the top 25. Yeah, I I just think – I don't know, man. I just don't I know. Think, I think this is where Dion, Dion hits his, his down spurt, and then he's really going to start evaluating his team to figure out what he really needs for – 
you know, next year and the year after. Well, he needs he needs offense and defensive line. Um, and I I just he needs what two more wins. They had a big letdown loss last week. Uh, or to uh, Stanford two weeks ago or whatever it was. They got UCLA or at UCLA and then home versus Oregon State. That's a loss. Versus Arizona. Arizona's no slouch. At Washington State, I think they can win that one maybe. But at Washington State scares me. And then at Utah, I, I think did animal mode. So I'm going to go with Colorado. I, I think they get this win. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I still think my prediction of six and six is there. Um, but they need they need it they need two more wins um to get there. Um and that's fine. You can call me a homer. I just I just think this is this is one of those Chip Kelly loses this game spots. Um okay, next game here is gonna be the uh what is it, the biggest tailgate in the world. Uh, Georgia versus Florida in Jacksonville. Uh, Georgia's favored by 14 and a half points. I think this game would be, I'd put them on bigger upset alert if Georgia played last week and Florida had their bye, but they both had buys. Losing Brock Bowers, I think, hurts. I think Georgia wins, but I think Florida covers. I got the dogs. I think Kirby Smart finds a way and he opens up the playbook a little bit more and gets more of Lad McConkey into the mix. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm picking Georgia, but I think it's going to be close. Uh, I almost picked Florida on this one, but uh, it's not in the swamp. If it was in the swamp, maybe. Uh, next one is Oklahoma at Kansas. Uh, Oklahoma's favored by 10. Had a scare last week. Kansas' offense is very, very good. It's at Kansas. I'm going Kansas. Underdogs, man. I'm picking them all. Ugh. <laughs> Give me Brett Venables and the boys. I think they going to tighten up a little bit on the defense after last week's showing against who was it, UCF. Yeah. UCF's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got the uh, Plumley. Who do they got now? John Reese Plumley. As a head coach. Oh, um, no, as a quarterback. Oh, it was Malzahn. Malzahn. Yeah, give me Oklahoma on this one. Uh, we got Oregon at or Oregon at Utah. It's not a night game. It's a three, whatever afternoon game. Oregon's favored by six and a half. I have Oregon here, but at Utah always scares me. I got Dan Landon and the boys. I think they struggled a little bit last week. Loved the uniforms last week. Yeah, those are uh, But I think Oregon bounces back. Yeah, I think they – I think Dan Landon fires them up and they go in there and take care of what they need to do. Uh, next game here we have is Ohio State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is going with a backup quarterback again. Mordecai's out for the year. Uh, Braden Locke from transfer from Mississippi State. Um, Ohio State's uh, favored by fourteen and a half. Um, this could be a trip up game, but I don't. I don't think that it is. They need to win this one and win it big. So I'm going. Uh, I got Ohio State big. All right, here. Sorry, just making a note. Um, 
Okay. Uh, next game here is Duke at Louisville. Louisville's favored by four points. Who you got? Give me the Duke Blue Devils. I think Riley Leonard heals up this week, and I think he has a bounce back game. That defense for Duke is really too tough. I think, I think they so. swallow. Yeah, I think they swallow Jack Plummer, and they shut down Jamari Thrash. Yeah, I I think so as well. Um, I think that defense is too good. Um, I I think this I think this keeps them in there. I think they're fighting for Elko at this point. And I think that they're um trying to show them that they can still compete with the big boys, um, as well. So I'm going there as well. Going underdog there. Uh, another next game here we have Tennessee at Kentucky. Tennessee is favored by three and a half. Rivalry game. I'm going with Tennessee, man. I just think Milton's going to bounce back. That defensive front for Tennessee is just nasty. Jeez, Louise. They're big. They're physical. Same with the offensive line. I think Devin Leary's going to get shut down. So, give me Tennessee and the boys. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um I, I think so as well. Uh, sorry, I'm just writing down my locks as I forgot to write them down earlier as we're doing this. But I, I think so as well. I think Tennessee, um, they have to bounce back. I could see them falling here as well because of the way that their second half does or went. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see Nico in this game. Get the kids some uh, experience here because um, why not, right? Um Oregon State at Arizona. Oregon State's favored by three and a half. This game was the hardest game for me to pick um, because Arizona is not a bad team, um, but I, I still think Oregon State is my dark horse still to win the Pac-12, man, so I have to pick Oregon State here. Yeah, believe it or not, I went with Oregon State in this one too. You're going to pick DJ, man. Oh, I'm not. I'm not picking DJ. I'm picking the Oregon State University, not DJ. And then our final game, we got Syracuse at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's favored by three points. Um, it's a Friday night game. That's just a whole other atmosphere and lane. I'm going Virginia Tech. So, for me, this is a must must win game for Dino Babers. Ooh. If he wants to be at Syracuse anymore, it's got to be a must win. It's got to be Dino has to go in there and win this game. I've got Virginia Tech because it's hard to beat Virginia Tech on a Friday night game, especially a night game in Lane. Um, Tech's going to have to play their ass off. I think Syracuse, they're finally hitting hard with their schedule. As I called earlier, but be yeah. on the lookout. If Syracuse wins this one, I think Dino's on the hot seat. Yeah, I mean, he starts off hot every single year and then just uh, kind of poops the bed. All right, so bear with me here. I got a couple of locks that I need to double check on the lines and spreads. Um, so give me one second here while I look them up. Um, but the ones that I have already so far, uh, we I have OU at Kansas. I think Kansas is going to win outright, so give me Kansas plus 10. Um, uh, 
Georgia at or Georgia versus Florida and Jacksonville. I think it's going to be a close game. Give me UF plus 14 and a half. Uh, also give me the over in that game. And the over is I'm just looking that up here. Sorry. Slow internet. Uh, the over is 47 and a half. Um, I, I think that game is going to be a kind of a shootout, even though they're both known for their defenses um pit at notre dame uh notre dame's favored by 20 point 20 and a half points uh give me pit plus 20 and a half um rivalry game uh i think narduzzi doesn't lose by huge numbers um and i mean i love notre dame so you know that's a tough pick for me um Ohio State at Wisconsin, give me Ohio State minus 14 and a half. I think they win by three touchdowns. Um, that defense is just amazing. And Luke Fickle just doesn't have those boys going yet, I don't think. Um, also, give me the over in that one. Um, I'm going to look up what the over is on that one. I think it's like 47. So, I, I think that they'll win win pretty handedly. Um, Tulane at Rice. Tulane is – Favored by 10 and a half. Uh, give me Tulane minus 10 and a half. I think they win big. You don't lose to food, right? What's rule number two, Andrew? You don't, you don't lose, lose to food. You don't lose to food. So I think Tulane wins by more than 10 and a half points. Um, uh, we got Marshall at Coastal Carolina. Marshall is favored by four points. Give me Coastal Carolina plus four. I think Marshall's lost to JMU. Um, kind of tripped them up, and I think Coastal Carolina is still underrated. Um, even though the record might not say it, uh, say it ain't so. Um, give me Colorado at UCLA since I'm picking them to win outright. Give me Colorado plus seventeen. Um, and then last one here. Give me Wyoming at Boise State. Boise State is favored by five points. I think Wyoming covers. So Wyoming plus five. You know I like my Wyoming boys. Yeah, I do too. And I love their jerseys. They're so ugly that they're nice. Um Okay, uh, so let's go ahead and finish this. Finish this out here. Uh, who do you think uh, is or who's on upset alert for you this week? Well, listen, I think NC State does it on homecoming weekend. I think oh, after a week right. off, I think after a week off, I think NC State plays a really good game. Uh, hopefully, it's shut down. Okay, Klubnik. So I picked NC State over Clemson. Probably jinx them, but oh well. At least I'll be drinking beer Friday game, and right? Saturday. Yep, two o'clock on the CW network. Um, I mean, I think Clemson's in shambles, dude. I I could see it. It it just depends on which NC State shows up. So we'll see here. Depends on well, they well NC State's made a lot of moves to the offensive line this week, and I think an extra week. I don't think Conception's going to have a big game. I think. You know, Anthony Smith and all them guys are definitely going to have to step up. But if you can shut down Shipley and the secondary can step up, I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah. Um, okay. 
And then my upsets of the week, I think uh, UF over Georgia. Raveler games, this one's always close. Doesn't matter how good or bad the other team is. 14 and a half is a lot. Um, but I still think that, that that's a possibility. And then Kansas over Oklahoma. If you get in a shootout with Kansas, good luck. I know Oklahoma's defenses are there. I still don't trust Dylan Gabriel. Like, I just don't. I I know he's put up really good numbers. I think their backup's still better. Um, for my player of the week, um, I'm going to do what you did last week and pick a whole side of the ball. I think Georgia's offense, who's going to step up? Is it going to be one of the receivers of McConkie or Lovett? Is it going to be one of the running backs? Is it going to be the backup tight end? Is it going to be Carson Beck and just throw it around the field like uh, old Matthew Stafford? Um, whoever, somebody on Georgia's offense needs to step up or Florida is going to put up some points on them. To me, I think it's got to go with Riley, Riley Leonard and offensive forward Duke. I think they really need to bounce back after the, the loss in Tallahassee. I'm hoping that they can stay healthy. So I'm gonna go with Riley Leonard. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty pretty much a, that's a pretty good bet if he's healthy. If Riley Leonard's healthy, I think um, I think that's a good bet. Okay, well that's it for us this week. Uh, next week we will have some more guests from a different podcast actually on our show. Uh, with some more fun things, maybe a little bit longer of an episode as well. Um, but until then, thank you guys again for supporting us. Thank you guys for liking sharing commenting please let us know if there's anything else you want us to talk about and um go over uh during our show uh, until next week